Welcome to the Tips for Your 20s podcast. My name is Becca and we are talking about everything to do with reading and books in your 20s. I am joined by Georgia who's created an online community sharing her book recommendations and where you can find the best books when you're stuck on ideas on what to read next. In this episode, I really enjoyed talking about our younger selves, what we used to read, reminiscing on those great books. And we also talk about why reading is so important in your 20s and some of the reasons as to why maybe you stop reading so much as you get older. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and share with anybody who also might be interested. But for now, enjoy listening and welcome to the wonderful Georgia. Welcome to the podcast, Georgia. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. You're more than welcome. I'm really excited today that we're talking everything to do with books and reading, which is not something that a lot of people will think about within their 20s to talk about, but something that I was really excited to as I've been on my own journey, which I'll talk about with reading in um, this year and um, something that I know so many people do, but don't necessarily talk about too. So let us know what is your journey with reading and where has it all begun mine has actually been really up and down so I loved reading as a child I was a massive Jacqueline Wilson kid I the minute she brought out a new one I had to have it I was one of the first 500 people to sign up for her newsletter and she sent me a signed copy of starring Tracy Beaker for it no I loved her, I loved her so much so that's the kind of like where it all started and then um, I, when I got to secondary school, I kind of stopped quite a lot because it was just, I guess I was busier and like, you know, it wasn't cool as a 13 year old to read a lot. So I kind of like didn't do as much then. But then like I loved it at GCSE. English was my favourite subject, loved it at A-level, but didn't really read outside of that. But, but then I knew I wanted to do English at uni because I, I knew I loved reading. I read like a couple of books outside of GCSE in sixth form but nowhere near the amount that I read now so I went to uni did my degree in English was forced to read four books a week and I was like this is so much graduated didn't pick up a book for 10 months and then I think January 2020 I was like no this is it I need to start reading more so I picked up some books and I read them like a book a week just like really got back into the levels that I was reading when I was in primary school and then then it was lockdown and that's all I could do wow (laughs) so so I really got into it then yeah absolutely let's just take this back sorry because I was also a huge Jacqueline Wilson fan I remember and I'd completely actually forgotten but I remember there being such a craze around the Jacqueline Wilson books and I watched Tracy Beaker on the tv of course I actually didn't you didn't I don't think I did I feel like maybe that contributed towards my bit of sass as a child, but mm-hmm. um, I loved those books so, so much. And I actually remember having such an imagination back then too. And yeah, she really captured that part of it. And then like you say, it just stopped when you went into high school. Um, I remember in GCSE years doing um, Of Mice and Men and yeah. what was it? Animal, um, Animal I did Lord of the Flies. Yeah, it depended on like the syllabus, didn't it? And yeah. I really, really hated it then. I really didn't enjoy those those readings. I felt like the teachers sort of pushed it upon us to read those books for GCSE rather than actually finding a love for books. And yeah, you can enjoy And them. it was like reading it page by page rather than like 
picking up and just reading it for your enjoyment it was like looking at every single word and figuring out every sentence meant it's very different so it takes away the fun a little bit of reading doesn't it and I I've said previously I've always imagined when you go to university that everybody sits in this lecture hall it's very very uh, professory (laughs) that's even a word and academic and they talk and they discuss about the book that they've read and they have these amazing debates and I was just saying in you uh, the tv program at the moment on Netflix it sort of romanticizes going to university and doing English literature is is it the same um no (laughs) um sometimes it is but English at university is very much going to a seminar you're either <laughs> the only person who's read the book or you're one of the 70% of people who haven't. Oh no. So you're either the only one talking about the book or you're sat there confused because you've had to read a book for a different module or you've had an essay on that week and you haven't managed to finish the reading. It's very, very difficult to stay on top of the reading and I never got the hang of it. So I just, I read, I I did read most of my readings. (laughs) I didn't just like coast through my degree, but um, it was, yeah, really hard to keep up. Yeah, it sounds, yeah. And you say that you didn't read as much as you do now. How many books do you read now? Last year, I read 121 in total. Wow. (laughs) I think I read, I tend to read like maybe three a week. I quite around between like seven and 10 a month. Like number one, do you get quicker as you read more? Yes. Okay. And, and also because you... I had that experience of having to read four books a week for uni, I am now naturally a quicker reader. Yeah. And the time to read? What? When do you read at the moment? When's like the optimum time for you? So I work shifts. Okay. But I will frequently. So today I start work at three p.m. So I have all morning when no one else is free. So, so right now I'm, I'm taking up valuable reading time you being on this podcast I have been awake since five <laughs> I don't blame um, you I don't blame you if it's what you love then that you make yeah, time I have it, don't you I think I've read about 20 pages so far this morning but I'll have loads of time this afternoon also and then tomorrow I finish at three so then I've got between like three and six where no one's around and I'll read then and on my commute as well this is just quality time I found you via Instagram and I was looking for somebody to come onto my podcast who could really talk about books and you you shone out of everybody who has a book (laughs) account and not only is the account really informative as to what books that you can read but it also is so aesthetic and I just loved looking at it your community that you've created where did it start and what's it grown to so I I the account actually started as a bullet journal account um that I made in maybe November 2019 very quickly realized I don't want to do that (laughs) my friends were very interested in my bullet journal but I didn't want to just I it it felt a bit personal to put like essentially my diary on Instagram so I archived all the posts they're still in there somewhere um and I started posting a picture of a book against a blank wall with a star rating in January 2021 Um, so I've been doing it for two years and I didn't really use the account until about September 2021. So I was just like every few weeks, I would just all of a sudden upload every book that I'd read recently with just like a star rating, didn't write any reviews. And then September 2021, I realized that other people were posting book reviews and like book pictures and they all looked so aesthetic and it was amazing. And I was like, I want to do that. 
so I just I did I think I started when I like started using it properly in September 2021 I think had 150 followers which has now grown to 19,000 that is incredible. <laughs> and yeah I just I got into it quite slowly and then in September 2021 I was like right I'm I'm gonna challenge myself to post every day and that hasn't really stopped <laughs> That's incredible. And the community that, pe- that people are relating to the books that you've chosen and also they're loving the recommendations that you've given. I love your comment section. I don't think a lot of people um, realise actually how much of a community that you can create in that environment and the people want to hear what you're reading and share and just give their yeah. opinions too. Do you enjoy looking through your comment section? Oh, I love it. I love it so much. And everyone is so nice. I always say, I've never met like a a bookish person who's not nice they are the nicest people in the world and I'm so lucky I've made so many friends just from having that Instagram account it's been so nice to have it over the last like two years that's incredible well well done on creating such an amazing account that helps a lot of people and also makes them feel like they've got a community that they can go to to share their book reviews as well I was going to give a little bit of a background as to my own reading journey over the last year and I would say that for quite a few years I haven't touched a book if I'm honest I've picked up a few when I go on holiday but never really got into something where I've gone yeah I want to continue reading and find the next book but in 2023 this year I set myself one of my goals was to read 12 books in the year so I gave myself one book a month I'm quite busy this year so I thought that was quite realistic Um, I've read two books which I will talk about later on but I definitely think that I pushed reading aside as something that only certain people did and that I wasn't put into that category I wasn't particularly academic possibly and I made these assumptions that people who read are, are different to me when actually I just wasn't giving it a chance again and I have absolutely loved the two books that I've read so far and I'm really excited to continue that journey Um, But I feel like one of the reasons as to why possibly the period of time that I had that I stopped reading was due to school and being forced to read books that I didn't want to read. Um, I would say actually in primary school, like with the Jacqueline Wilson phase, I really did enjoy it and then went through high school where it was, um, you will read this book and like you say, pick apart word by word. And having been a teacher myself as well, I also realise how much you do that as a teacher as well. What do you think to that? Do you think that's a huge problem that we've got as well? I think so, yeah. It's really hard when you're... Because I was obviously a huge reader as a child, but when I grew out of those Jacqueline Wilson books, I didn't really know what to read next because there there was no one really at school being like, oh, this is a great book for someone your age. It was, this is the book we're studying for English literature class. It was never here's what you can read for fun and I just didn't really know where to start with books that weren't Jacqueline Wilson books I did read the Mallory Blackman series so um, I do yeah I remember reading the Hunger Games that was I, was, yep. I think I read the Hunger Games when I was like 16 I think I read them after I finished my GCSEs in that like weird bit between like June and July where there's like nothing going on it's a period of void yeah yeah <laughs> distinctly remember laying on a towel in my mum's garden with the Mockingjay I don't remember reading the first two but I really remember reading Mockingjay in the garden after I finished my GCSEs they were such amazing books me and my sister read 
um, read them at the same time. So one of us was slightly ahead, I think, than the other. And I remember sitting on a train and then swapping books because we'd finished or something along those lines. But it, you get these memories and you you get, I get quite nostalgic with those sorts of things. And I remember yeah. those. But um, yeah, I definitely feel like schooling doesn't help towards creating necessarily a positive relationship with reading. And I feel like we could probably do more I'm talking about the sort of schooling side of things to encourage children to enjoy books a little bit more rather than setting them. Um, another reason as to why I feel like I didn't enjoy it was as much was because I didn't always understand the language used and I was reading books that were possibly beyond my vocabulary and understanding. And so then I'd read it and I'd think, well, I don't understand what this means. Have you ever read a book like that? I read books all the time like that. I finished a book quite recently and I put it down. I was like, I could not tell you one thing that happened in that book because <laughs> it just it just went straight over my head. Absolutely. And I think that's OK. Even some people that I look up, look up to will recommend a book and I'll be like, oh, I really want to read that because that looks great. And then I look at even the blurb and I'm like, I haven't got a clue what that means. And then it makes me feel a bit stupid and a little bit like, oh, I don't I don't know what's going on there. And I think it's worth mentioning that everybody probably goes through that phase of feeling like that. I remember studying for my degree as well and reading all of these yeah. journal articles and not having a clue what was going on and trying to pick yeah. it apart. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean that you're stupid or anything like that. The more you read, the more you develop your vocabulary and the more you'll understand. But at the same time, you don't have to like every book that you read, do you? Yeah. No, I think it's also very much a brain training thing as well. I remember when I was just getting back into reading after my long break, I found that I was forgetting what I was reading pretty much as soon as I'd finished it. And that was really frustrating for me because I was like, what is the point in reading all these books when I can't remember them when I finish them? Or I don't remember the last chapter when I pick up the book and read, like continue reading it. Absolutely. But just like, I would just say like, stick with it because it does come eventually like my mum always says that she when she even reads a newspaper article she can't remember what she's read when she gets to the end and it's so frustrating because I just want to sit there and be like it's a brain training thing like you just need to like keep practicing it like keep like keep reading and it will get there I think it's also the environment that you're in as well because sometimes I'll be sitting there and if I'm not quite in the zone or the headspace to be reading all these thoughts start coming into my head and then I will have read a page but won't be able to tell you exactly what's happened or well anything that's happened and then I think well that's a real shame and then I have to go back and read it so you have to be in a right headspace to be ready to sort of consume the book and enjoy it and there's no point reading a book for the sake of it just because you want to tick off a book you might as well get yourself into a really nice environment that's perfect for you whether that's lying on your bed or like I say on a train sometimes that can be quite nice I love reading on a train yeah exactly and make sure that you're you're ready to consume that information and and book and enjoy it because it's not it isn't a tick I know I say I want to read 12 books this year but I wouldn't be disappointed if it's less than that but I've enjoyed the books that I've read yeah yeah definitely where where do you like to read is that where's your favorite um I like to read I'm (laughs) I'm quite strange when it comes to reading I can't read in silence okay no I don't think that's strange I think a lot of people will be able to relate with that um so I like reading on the sofa when my flatmate's watching tv so I'll like read with the tv on in the background if I'm sat in my bedroom I have music on and I like I really like reading in bed I've got like a you can probably see it it's a um a reading pillow or I like reading on the tube I like reading in cafes 
I pick up a book anywhere I am, to be honest. <laughs> like, so you're quite happy to zone out the noise from around you and yeah. focus in on that book. My brother always mentions when I went back to visit him at the end of last year and I, I took a book with me that I started on the Sunday evening, went back to see him on the Monday. And he said that he was talking to me and I was just not even registering that he was in the room because I was so into this book. I read it in like 24 hours and he he mentions it all the time. It's like, oh, there's no point talking to you because you don't even hear what we're saying half the time. You're always like reading. <laughs> you got your head in your book ready to keep going. Yeah. How does that feel when you've read a book, though, and you've enjoyed it so, so much? I'm only saying this because sometimes I'm reading and I'm enjoying it so much I don't want it to end but you want to read it so fast to get it do you actually feel like this is I don't know if anybody else feels like this when I read the book my last favorite book now my heart sort of felt like oh like it's done (laughs) but you almost feel like you you don't want to pick up the next one because it feels like you're cheating on the one that you've really enjoyed (laughs) hundred percent and then I leave it and it's like it's been a month now since I read my favorite book and I can't pick up another book because I want to feel the same way I did when I read yeah. that one. And then you just compare everything to that one. And like, you're just like, oh, nothing's ever going to make me feel the same way that that book did. Literally, 100%. And there's, I know my sister, because she's an avid reader, is very good at picking up a new book and on to the next one. And I just can't get my head out of the last one I've just read. And I'd be happily read it again, but I want to continue to discover new ones. It's, it's like a hard balance, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm also, I will finish a book and then I will start my next one almost immediately. Will you? Mm. So you don't have any rest? No. <laughs> I'm like, right, next one. <laughs> it's me thinking it's like doing exercise when you read a book. I'm like, right, yeah, that's my exercise of the month done. <laughs> no, I think it's amazing. Why do you think that reading is so important in your 20s? This podcast is all about the opportunities you have. What opportunities can reading create for you? I think so much. Obviously, it's like very there's a lot of screens around at the minute and reading is that escape from screens which is mainly what I use it for but also there are so many books where in your your 20s can be quite lonely I think because everything everything changes your friends are all like getting their like dream jobs like you lose friendships you gain friendships your friends like get engaged everything everything changes and it can feel quite isolating and quite lonely if you're like not at the same level that they are or if your friends will move away or anything like that but you can find examples in reading of people who are going through the same thing that you're going through and it makes you feel so much more normal that like every like everything that's happening to you happens to thousands and thousands of people to the point where someone has actually written a book about it and there's loads of people saying this is so relatable to me and it just makes you feel so much more at ease. I No, I absolutely love that. I hadn't really thought of it like that, that you can relate to a character in a book, even if they are fictional, the person yeah. behind that book has still written it and has still gained inspiration from somewhere to have created that character, which is usually everyday life. Yeah. I love that. No, I think that's really, really important. I also think that reading opens up so many opportunities for you to sort of relax in a way that you can't do in so many different areas of your in, of your life like for, you, for your whole body to relax for your whole brain to sort of switch off and move into a different mode it's like watching a movie it's like a movie in your head that you're reading at yeah. the same time so but you I can design that movie exactly how you want it to look you can make the characters look how you want them to look and feel like that has its negatives as well because then when a film comes out and the book 
isn't quite how you envisaged it being in as a film, it can be quite hurtful towards you and it can sort of alter your perception on that book so that you might have enjoyed yeah. it when you've watched the film and it wasn't quite how you imagined. Have you ever had a book that's been turned into a film and not enjoyed it? Yeah, I've had a few. Um, I didn't mass... I love The Flat Share, one of my favourite books. And I think because I loved the book so much and I had a very clear idea of what I wanted that adaptation to be like it didn't quite meet what I wanted it to be which I was really disappointed by but I love the book so much and I'm sure I'm sure that the that is that the adaptation is perfect for other people but it just wasn't quite what I imagined whereas Daisy Jones and the Six honestly is exactly how I imagined it oh wow that's nice to know completely exactly normal people also exactly how I imagined it and it's it's so special when you're like you can actually see what you saw in your head when you're reading the book you can actually see that coming to life yeah. yeah that's so nice interestingly enough the flat share which was the first book that I read this year I've seen the trailer for it but I can't bring myself to watch it because even the trailer itself wasn't quite how I'd envisaged it in my head and I'm like am I gonna do it justice am I not and I think no I'm just gonna leave it if I watch it one day when later on when the book's not so prominent in my mind then it might not be as bad but I agree with you it can be quite difficult going back to like the Hunger Games I really enjoyed those uh, from the book to yeah. the film yeah um, they were really good I thought because they're quite chunky books that it might be quite difficult to get so much information into the film but um, I think that they they were really good I think it comes down to a lot as well the the actors that they choose and yeah. like you said how you envisaged it in your head on how they look like on the screen especially if they've been described so unique in a book you you really can get or very in-depth in a book you can get really engrossed into how that character is going to look then on the screen and it can be so dif different why do you think that reading isn't encouraged as much though as you go into your 20s so throughout the whole of your life you've got teachers parents saying read 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 you learn to read and then it's like everything stops. Nobody's really encouraging you to continue. I think it's probably just that like you don't have those teacher figures anymore and like your parents are just like, well, you're living your life now. You can make your decision. My mum after, I don't think she really encouraged me to read after I left primary school. I think by then she was just like, oh, this girl's a reader. <laughs> My work here done. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's just people get busier with like work. If you're working nine till five and then you come home and you make dinner and then you do like, the hoovering or your laundry there's not just not that time to add in reading a book on top of that and it's just I know most of my friends will read on their commute now mm. I think that I think that's very much like what is what all like my friends with quite busy jobs are doing just yeah. like whenever they're on the tube that's their reading time because you don't get signal on the tube and there's nothing else to do people <laughs> you watch only read a book <laughs> <laughs> I think that um definitely on a commute but in a job in any any job you need so many skills for that you take from reading just to con complete your day-to-day -day routines when I think about what I've been doing I currently work in property um, reading through emails after emails or instructions on how to do things if you've 
are consistently developing your skills within reading normal books it does help you in your job to be able to sort of function things quickly and process things a lot quicker as well so I do think it would be helpful if people did realize that sort of importance of how it can help you on a day-to-day basis I have quite a few friends who work in professions where they read a lot for work so they read through like cases if they're a lawyer or they I don't know I don't really know what everyone else does but people say to me like I read so much at work that when I come home the last thing I want to do is sit and read more words yeah which is completely completely I don't know if I could do it when I did my degree and I was reading books all day I could not read for fun (laughs) I guess it's though how you then differentiate the books that you're reading from work to the ones at home and it's getting a book that you want to read enough that it doesn't matter if you've been reading all day you want to get engrossed and stuck in because most people are happy enough to sit at a computer screen all day and then go home and watch television in the evening so it's I guess it's similar to that isn't it if you're reading all day and you're happy enough then to go and read at home but in a different way it's it's sort of creating a bit of a routine then I feel like something that comes up a lot is when you start a book and you just can't get into it so somebody's recommended something and you've gone out got the book and you've read the first couple of pages and you're like no this isn't happening um that has happened to me quite a few times I normally will put it down and then I might come back to it a couple of months later normally I'm very much a mood reader so I have to like really be in the mood to read the book that I'm about to start reading I can't force myself to read something that I just don't want to read so it happened to me with Family Upstairs by Lisa Jewell. I started it in 2021. I read 30 pages and I was like, nope, this is not for me. Picked up in the beginning of 2022. I was like, got, I think I got to about 60 pages that time. I was like, this book is just not for me. I've tried to read it twice now and I just can't get on with it. And then for my book club, we vote. So they voted for the Family Upstairs by Lisa Jewell to be our November pick. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> I've tried to read this book twice. It's not for me. So I tried it again and I read it in 24 hours. I absolutely adored it. It was one of my favourite books last year. What so do you I think changed? I think I was just in the moods to read. a. Th- I don't gravitate towards thrillers, mm. but I think at that time I was just really in the mood for a fast paced book that was going to really hook me and like, a bit mysterious where I've got to like think and try to figure out what's going to happen with thrillers I'm very much a, I will think of every possible scenario and one of them will end up being right which is why I don't gravitate towards them because I'm like oh I always guess what happens but with my 60 theories one of them is bound to be right I guess that's so, a real point then to anybody who then wants to chuck away a book after having not got into it is to try it at a different point either in your life or like even just a week later a month later yeah and it might help. It ended up being one of my favourite books. And I, I can't believe it because I was convinced that it was just not going to be the book for me. Definitely. But, yeah. Sometimes if you, well, like we said before, if you can't relate to a character as well, it can be quite hard to continue reading because it's like, well, I haven't been through that. But as you evolve and as you grow and throughout your 20s, you experience so much more, there might actually be parts that you start to relate to. So it might actually be more enjoyable reading, reading later on or a few years later as well. Yeah, um, definitely. But I've definitely had that when you've started a book and you can't get into it. I've got a couple that are actually in my bedside drawer that are just sitting there. And I've read like a quarter of the way through them, but I found them quite boring and nothing was happening quick enough for me. But like you said, it might have been because at that time I was wanting to read something really fast paced. Um, When you're like 
first starting out getting back into reading the slower paced books are really difficult because you need when you're like I don't know how to phrase this when you're working on making that habit then it's difficult if you're not interested in it and sometimes those fast paced books will grab you in and you just need to know what happens so you're always picking it up to make that habit yeah I couldn't I couldn't agree more it it needs to become something that you go and do and you pick up a book and for that to happen you need to enjoy every book and be gripped towards it automatically because that first book that you read it's going to put you off if if you're not enjoying it from the beginning so number one finding a really good book that you can enjoy which we'll recommend a few in a minute um but also sort of having that okay I'm going to start with some faster paced books to get me into the mood for it yeah now I tend to gravitate towards slower books because I really like that slow character development getting to know I I like a book without a plot that just like you just read about these characters going through their day-to-day lives but I I I posted this morning actually about how first time I read Normal People was in 2020 when I was just getting into reading and I rated it a three star because it was so slow and I was getting a bit confused of the timeline and what was going on and then I reread it at the beginning of 2021 absolutely adored it I think about it all the time I've now read it four or five times it's one of my favorite books ever and it's just that my reading tastes changed over those few years and I wasn't when I read it back in 2020 it was more I wanted the fast-paced books whereas now I want that slow character development so it's the perfect book for me as my reading taste stand at the minute it sounds like you sort of figured out what you enjoy as well and what you yeah gravitate towards as a book as well which is quite nice over the bank that you've done in the past couple of years you've got so many there's quite a lot of people that when they think of reading a a paperback hardback book it puts them off because it's like carrying a book around or they just don't like maybe like the stigma of being like a bookworm in a way um Mm -hmm. my partner cannot read a book a hardback physical book but what he can do is he likes audibles where it's you can speed up the voice and it can be a lot faster personally I can't listen to audibles I can listen to podcasts I love a podcast bit different they're not really reading a book but um there's definitely lots of different ways that you can read and some people read on kindles there's so there's so many different possibilities to reading now which is really nice what's your favorite way is it just a, a paperback I yeah I love a paperback paperback is definitely my favorite I do have a kindle um, and I do ha- I do read sub books on there, but I don't gravitate towards it because like I read The No Show by Beth O'Leary on Kindle last month and immediately bought it in paperback because <laughs> I loved it so much. I was like, I need to have the physical copy. And also a Kindle, I don't find, I find it a lot harder to make an aesthetic Instagram post for a review yeah. with a Kindle because it's all, it's just like black and white and it's not, the cover's not as like vibrant and my feed is quite like colourful. I agree I, I mean it looks lovely behind you with all your books and, oh, yeah. and holding on to it and like smelling a new something yeah smelling a brand new book a bit worried that those books are going to fall on my head in my sleep one day <laughs> but um <laughs> that does definitely need to be sorted out yeah, you get um, some shelves up there <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but there, there's definitely lots of different ways and audible is a, a really good choice something as well that I feel like people probably don't take into consideration is the price of books now, for some people, it might be quite expensive spending eight ninety nine, sometimes more than that, on a book. But I think they're pretty. I think they're pretty much all nine ninety nine now. I've realised a lot of books are 
but I don't think people realize how many books there are in charity shops which is I incredible. love shopping in charity shops it's my favorite place to buy books literally amazing isn't it really and you can get a books for 50 pence and then you're not feeling like you are investing necessarily you can also donate books I've seen post um boxes in different areas where you go and swap a book in my local Tesco's is like a community one where you can swap it it's such a lovely thing to do isn't it really two for eight pounds in Asda two for eight pounds in Asda yeah Yeah. have you cleared the whole of Asda have you done them all yet (laughs) there's one near my mum's house which is amazing their book pile is great there's like all the latest releases in there they're all two for eight pounds every time I go to my mum's I'm like can we go to Asda (laughs) she's like do we have to (laughs) so as as much as it's amazing I do love going into Waterstones there's something very warming homely in there there are other options if it is because being in your 20s we don't have loads of money not everybody does so it's quite nice to have the option to also go to Waterstone uh, go to a charity shop go to your local um, supermarket where they might do those and and just search online. I, I had a friend who was part of a book swap club as well. So they literally just sent books around, which was really, That's a really nice. good idea. Yeah. So they, they think, formed like a group and then they yeah. just sent them on to each other, which was nice. My favorite place to buy is independent bookshops and charity shops, because I find that when you go into Waterstones, you kind of they're all like kind of like the layout is all the same so you go in there and you know where everything is whereas in an independent or in a charity shop they sometimes have different books in there so you can go in and you can like really like take your time and browse and I find it so fun something different as well that you find in there that you possibly would yeah towards in, in a waterstone so I find when I yeah when I when I go into waterstones I know what I'm looking for I know what book that I want that day Definitely. whereas in an independent you kind of have to like look around a little bit more and you can take your time read all the spine all the spines all the blurbs and yeah I I'm presuming you might be similar to me on this one as well I'm not very good at giving my books away once I've read them I like to hold on to them and I don't really want anybody else reading them this is this sounds awful I'm really selfish but I don't like the thought of somebody else like turning a page and is, is that really I, um, when I was with my ex-partner I lent him a book and um <laughs> he was in bed one day and <laughs> I looked at him reading my book and he had folded so on this book here he had like folded this all the way back on itself and I was like what are you doing don't damage my property <laughs> why are you reading a book like that yeah i there there's some that they become part of your sort of journey that you've been on as well and there's nothing I mean maybe if I read a book that I didn't enjoy so much I might go and give it to a charity shop or something but especially when it's something that's had an impact on you you sort of feel like actually no I don't want anybody touching this which I think in my tiny London room I should probably look at having to clear out soon (laughs) because I have this bookshelf here um and then I have the book trolley next to me and then two piles of books next to the book trolley I have that shelf behind my bed you'll be giving giving out cards soon to your friends they can come and pick a book I feel like that leads on really nicely to the most impactful books that you've read in your 20s so I'm going to share the two books that I read this year and we've said one of them already which was The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary which I absolutely loved and for anybody who is also wanting to start reading I feel like that's a really nice one to start with got a really lovely plot which sort of has a bit of a twist and yeah really really nice 
And then the second one, which I cried, I laughed, oh, which was Carrie Soto is back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And I can't, I still can't get over how amazing it was. And I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. I love tennis as it is already. So it was even more of a um, a love towards it. And you didn't need to know about tennis to, to read it as well, but absolutely loved Carrie Soto is back. So I can recommend I think she that. does a really good job at actually explaining the rules of tennis in that book. Definitely, definitely. And there's so much female empowerment in that about succeeding as a female. And it, uh, yeah, absolutely loved that. I did cry. I'm not ashamed to admit that. <laughs> it was <Nice>. <laughs> I think I cried a lot at that one. <laughs> it was, yeah, that it went for a lot of ups and downs. What would you say if you had to pick one or two books that have been the most impactful for you in your 20s? The Flat Share actually was a really good one. I read that just as I was getting into reading in 2020. And I that was the first book I finished in 24 hours. And I loved it so much. Oh, amazing. So if anybody is on their journey and listening, get that yeah. one and tell us what you think to it. Yeah, it's a really good one when you're just like getting back into it. Um, my favourites are The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid, which I read, I think, in June 2021 and absolutely adored it. It's What's that one about? Good. So it's about Evelyn Hugo, who is a Hollywood actress and she has seven husbands <laughs> and she's being interviewed by a journalist for her um, auto- for her biography. And she goes through all her husbands and like says why she married them. And it's all about like her one true love. And it's and like all her secrets are coming out. And it's so good. Okay. So, so good. I don't think I did it justice then. That was so the seven good. husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Lovely. Yeah. And then Normal People by Sally Rooney is my other favorite book. Okay. And yeah, I. Oh, no, that isn't the one that I've purchased that you recommended because I also asked you for what yeah. was another one. Do you want to explain what that one is? Yeah, so Everything I Know About Love by Dolly Alderton is a memoir by okay. by Dolly as um, the way she experienced love through her 20s, which is honestly the perfect book to read while you're in your 20s. I first read it when I was 22 and I'm now rereading it as a 25-year-old because my experiences now are very different to what they were then and I'd like to see how I relate to it now that I'm a slightly older and then I think I'll probably read it again in a couple of years as I'm turning 30 to yeah. see how I relate to it then because it's it's just the it's just the perfect book to read when you're just going about your life in your 20s really looking forward to that yeah she's very much all um saying about how the best way she experiences love in her 20s is through all the the women around her all her female friendships and she's got this amazing friendship with her best friend and it's just amazing to read about the way that that changes as their lives change because they're very different their friendship is very different now to how it was when they were at university as they change when they move to their first London flat and oh I love very relatable reason yeah, yeah that's definitely. what you need in twenty. something that you can feel like like you said it's a lonely time and you can feel like you're the only person going through these things so that sounds like a good one and I literally have just purchased that on Amazon so I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to make that book number three to read nice you have to let me know what you think yeah I'll definitely let you know what I think thank you for those recommendations I feel like that the final sort of question that I have is like what's what's next for you in your community that you've created with 19k followers that's incredible and all of these books as well is there anywhere that you want to take it or yeah let us know what's what's happening next for you I think I'm just 
taking it as it comes just I just love I just love posting every day I love chatting to everyone so I'm going to continue doing that for as long as my for as long as I'm able to because it, it does get quite busy um and then yeah just going to continue reading books getting all the more recommendations and just seeing what ideas come to me over the next year and just whatever happens 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 yeah that's that's really nice and I was looking on you as well your um your sort of community that you've created you have your wish list on there you've got your book club your goodreads story graph so people can come and see what you're reading as well and what your recommendations are on there too can't they and Maya have you used story graph before I've never used it how does that work it's basically exactly the same as Goodreads, but you can use half star ratings and 0.25 and 0.75, which is really helpful. Again, <laughs> big difference between a three star read and a four star read. And sometimes you just need that 3.5 star. Definitely. No, I, I agree. And it gives you a, a bit more of an indication as to where you can put the books are on your sort of tight timeline yeah. of how and you then the books that you read when you put them in. It gives you your reading stats. So it will tell you how like the percentage of fiction you've read compared to nonfiction. It will give you your reading moods. So mine are always, my top reading moods are always emotional, reflective and sad. <laughs> I mean, it tells you what sort of person you are without having Exactly. To it's a great insight into my brain. Oh, that's that's <laughs> really like cool. Reflecting on things. <laughs> I'd seen a lot of people use the Goodreads, but not the story graph as much and I'm we had said that obviously you've had a podcast in the past as well so people can listen to that if they want to yeah I think there are three episodes still on Spotify it was connected to my book club before I just got really busy yeah, uh, you know what <laughs> quite it, a lot it, to so balance alongside a full-time job <laughs> absolutely and and also I think making sure that you can get the books in as well <laughs> you want yeah. to so that you can recommend them and share them with other people is also important too isn't it yeah Lovely. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast today. I hope that people who um, are current readers have enjoyed learning more about you and also anybody who's looking to get into reading can take that first step and possibly read a couple of the books that we've recommended on there too. Anybody who wants to know more can go and follow your Instagram, which is the handle... Georgia's.reading. Georgia's.reading. And they can come and see and join your lovely community and discuss all things books. I'm on there too and I absolutely will be sharing on my own Instagram my journey with book number three um so yeah keep your eyes peeled for that but yeah absolutely thank you again for coming on um I enjoyed our chat